For the wrestling fans. Give me a hell yeah. By wrestling fan. Ooh, yeah. Not your average in your mom's basement podcast. Broadcast weekly. You are listening to Into the Squared Circle podcast. Now here is your host. GB's here of Into the Squared Circle podcast. And welcome to another episode. And this very own episode will get you up to speed in AEW Dynamite that went down this past Wednesday on TBS. But before I continue on, follow me on my social media platforms at Into the Square Circle Podcast or Into the Square Circle Pod right here on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Give me a like, give me a subscribe. That's where I hide at. So give me a pile driver on these son of a bitches. Also, this podcast is available on all major podcasting outlets like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, hit the like and hit the subscribe and tell your family and tell your friends, tell your grandma and grandpa who doesn't watch pro wrestling, but tell them to listen to a podcast, which is called Into the Squared Circle Podcast. So I'm going to shut the hell up and let this bad boy does his thing and I will do my thing because geez Louise, I'm like Tony Khan on cocaine right now. So welcome to Into the Squared Circle Podcast. All right, without further ado, Let's Excalibur, the fine commentator, the man with the mask, kick off this podcast. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. That's right, baby. You know what that means. It is Wednesday Night Dynamite. That's right. AEW Dynamite went down this past Wednesday on TBS, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. I mean, I really should have to give you the whole time zone United States, but if you watch Dynamite, follow along. Maybe you agree with some of my statements or not. Maybe you don't just don't give a rat's ass, but nonetheless, I'm going to talk about it because it's my podcast. I can do whatever the hell I want, okay? I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, AEW Dynamite was live from Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. An MGM Grand Arena? That's right, is the Dynamite, the go-home show. <laughs> That's right, the final Dynamite before AEW Double or Nothing, which will be at the MGM in Las Vegas, baby. Yeah, this Sunday on pay-per-view, I'm going to do my best to watch. I have like fucking 10 hours of pay-per-view I got to watch this weekend. Yes, I will be out of town. No, it's not pro wrestling related. You should check out my other podcast, A Lesson and Headbanging Podcast. If you're a fan of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, I'll be heading over to Milwaukee, baby. Or how Alice Cooper would say in Wayne's World, Milwaukee. That's right, I'll be up to Milwaukee this Saturday, Sunday for the Milwaukee Metal Fest, Ass Kicking Metal Festival. Being brought back by the front man of hate breed jamie josta so uh, if you're a fan of rock and heavy metal and you happen to see me stop by and say hello uh looking forward to both days if you're a fan of lamb of god anthrax suicidal tennessee's machine head you got a vip to meet machine head and so much more I, I i again if you're a fan of heavy metal this is the place to be at the eagles ballroom up in milwaukee so i'll see you guys there this Saturday sunday but i'm going off topic here Let's talk about AEW Dynamite, of course. So the show kicks off. Oh, damn it. 
And I, and I bitched about this last week. I bitched about it last week. Beach. <sighs> Orange Cassidy, this mother effort. Opening up Dynamite again this whole month. He has opened up dynamite. Someone hit me in the back of the head with a shovel. Someone. Anybody. Hit me with a fucking car. How many times do I have to see Orange Cassidy open up the damn show? I almost threw my TV out the damn window. There's nothing against the guy, but I'm, I'm tired of seeing him opening up dynamite. Damn it, Tommy Khan. Just slap him somewhere in the damn show. Put him on after the women's match. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm tired of seeing Orange Cassidy open up the damn show. If you're going to open up the go, go Home show, open up with a bang, just like Monday Night Raw. We had Cody and Brock Lesnar beating the crap out of each other backstage. Kick it off with a bang. Had the Blackpool Combat Club beating the shit out of the elite in the parking lot. Build up the damn pay-per-view. Make me convince to buy the damn pay-per-view. I get my personal opinion. But yeah, the show kicks off with the Orange Cassidy versus Aussie, 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 Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher in a one-on-one -on -one match for the AEW International Champion. So Orange Cassidy's putting his title on the line against Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Kyle Fletcher, baby. Uh, it was an okay match to kick off the show. Again, it's a pro wrestling match. I mean, well, I take that back. It's an Orange Cassidy-style match. Uh, but, I mean, it's what it is. Who won the match still retains the title Orange Cassidy. That's it. I'll leave it in there. Jeez, G. Don't be a dick. All right, so right after that, uh, we have Ricky Starks backstage addressing his no EQ loss last week on Dynamite. So long story short here, Ricky Starks got jumped by Bullet Club Gold, baby, which is comprised of Juice Robinson from Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> I, I got to point that out. Every time Juice Robinson comes out from Joliet, Illinois, I find it awesome. Joliet National Television. Uh, check it out, folks. And then uh, Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, they do a two-on-one beatdown backstage. So that went down. Okay, so we go to commercial break. We come back in commercial break. We have Jungle Boy Jack Perry talking about his uh, uh, his, his uh, preview in his championship match, the Fader Four-Way Pillars match this weekend. A double or nothing. So we had that. And then uh, after that, we had uh, FTR. All right, copyright here, folks. Uh, so FTR comes out. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler comes out. And cuts a promo on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and call them dumbasses and uh, tell Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal they're a bunch of TNA rejects, outcasts, or however you want to call them. The only woman that mattered in Jeff's life was Dixie Carter and, you know, a lot of bad oh, fans pop so uh ftr was kind of wrapping up the promo here and out comes jeff jarrett and jay lethal and actually i take that back mark mark briscoe came out and confronted ftr and uh ftr was trying to convince mark briscoe that hey don't trust these guys they're playing mind games with you and mark briscoe's like ah uh, i don't give a rat's ass about what you guys think and he slapped the shit out of the decks uh, fans are like, whoa, what the hell's happening here? Mark Briscoe slapped Dax Harwood, and Dax was losing his damn mind. And Cash had to hold his partner back like, okay, dude, just, just settle down. Mark's a little confused right now. Just let him be. Now comes Jeff Jarrett and Jake Lethal, and they're like, okay, okay, I like what I'm seeing here. He's on our side. Well, Mark Briscoe went out to the ring and 
push Jack, Jack Jarrett and you know push Jay Lethal and pretty much told the crowd told the crowd that I'm on nobody's side here. And uh, he told Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, I'm tired of the fucking bullshit between both of you guys. And he's referring between FTR and Lethal and Jarrett. And you guys need to get your shit together because this match this Sunday on Double or Nothing between FTR, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett, Mark Briscoe is the special enforcer referee. So you guys need to get your shit together. So uh, pretty much the crowd is like, okay, Mark Briscoe is on nobody's side. So uh, there's that. So right after that, we had a backstage segment uh, with uh, Sammy Guevara pretty much stating that he refused and still will not lay down for MJF and uh, his goal on his mind is to win the AEW World Champion. So there's that. Uh, after that, we had the House of Black coming out with the trios champion. Of course, we're going to have another open house black match, of course. And uh, yes, that's right. The AEW World Trios Champions. The House of Black. <laughs> Dark and Evil comes out. And they will defend the title against Metalik. AR Fox and Blake Christian in the match. And uh, yeah, man, it was just another House of Rules match. And uh, the House of Black dominated. Bruiser Brody. Not Bruiser Brody. Brody King. One of the Brodies of the pro wrestling landscape. Brody King looked like a badass, and uh, Malachi Black, Buddy, Buddy Matthews, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, they all look great, and they look dominated in the ring, and they defeated Metalik, Blake Christensen, and A.R. Fox. Okay, after that, we had a backstage segment of Blackpool Combat Club, the BBC or BCC or the ABC, talking shit backstage. Uh, promise they're going to bring some violence for the Anarchy match this weekend on pay-per-view against the Elite. Okay, after that, we had MJF. Right after the commercials, he came out, cut a promo. Uh, I love it when he came out and tossed a cup of water on Tony Schiavone. I thought, I thought that was hilarious. He came out and told the crowd that screw the pillars. I'm going to beat the crap out of all of them. You know, he's going to run each one of them down. And, you know, he, he, he sh sure enough... Of course, you gotta have the four pillars come out and interfere, right? You know, he's tired of, he tired of the lap, lack of competition around AEW. And, you know, if he has the title belt around his waist, and he'll take it anywhere with him. But sure enough, out comes Darby Allen and both men went head to head. Sure enough, MJF low blowed Darby Allen right between the legs, of course. And uh, eventually, MJF ran out of there like a typical chicken shit heel. And next thing you know, Jungle Boy came out. And next thing you know, Savvy Guevara came out. And uh, eventually, he had all four pillars in the ring to give it one more time to the crowd prior to AEW Dynamite. So I'm going to stop right here and ask you, the listeners, are you guys? excited for AEW Dynamite. The second question is, does this show, does this go-home show so far makes you want to buy the pay-per-view? My personal opinion, again, this is only mine. Eh, yes and no, okay? We're at the halfway point of Dynamite. The go-home show. Maybe my my feelings on 
maybe I should buy the pay-per-view or not might be a little different after Dynamite, but we will talk about it as the show progress. So keep that in your mind. So far, if you watch Dynamite, man, this show makes me want to buy the pay-per-view. Right now, it's like, okay, the four pillars. I'm a big fan of MJF. Okay, I'm a little convinced to buy the pay-per-view. All right, let's press on forward with Dynamite on TBS. So we had Taya Valkyrie versus Lady Frost. And you know, I'm a big fan of Taya Valkyrie. I enjoy her work in the ring. Her match between uh, 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 Jade Cargirl, I thought was an excellent match in the past. Lady Frost is my first time seeing her. And uh, it was a solid match, and both women looked great. Of course, the winner of the match, Taya Valkyrie, uh, got the pin over Lady Frost. So it was a solid women's match. Okay, so after that, we had Tony Khan. And Tony Khan was not on cocaine <laughs> so far. We'll have to wait to the media scrum after uh, Double or Nothing if he's on cocaine or not. But right now, I'm going to hit the live button on YouTube, baby. I'm going to do a video. See if you want to see my pretty face. I'm on YouTube into the Square Circle Podcast. Give me a subscribe right now. But let's talk about the big news from Tony Khan, the debut show that's been announced at the United Center, baby, right here in Chicago. AEW presents Collision. And it'll be live for the United Center in Chicago. That was the big news. I don't want to say big news, but that's the, the reveal. Fans, the smart fans, smart fans from quotation like myself, uh, we kind of knew. We kind of knew it's going to be at the United Center. We knew the rumors was either the United Center and uh, this whole deal between CM Punk and A Steel fell out. Of course, you got to have a backup plan. And the second location was potentially uh, the Daily Place down in Florida. Well, gee, why the Daily Place? Well, the Daily Place in Jacksonville, the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the home of Tony Khan, who owns, or at least majority owns, the football team, the NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which owns the TIA or TIAA Bank Field. Probably getting the name wrong, but the football field, which owns by Tony Khan, and the, the amphitheater that's joint with the football stadium is also owned, which is called Daly's Place, owned by Tony Khan and his family, the Khan family. So it's pretty obvious and why they ran the Daly's Place, which was an amphitheater for music and concerts during the pandemic, right? So it's pretty obvious. So, and uh, uh, that was the secondary place for double or nothing. Cause look, it's Florida. It's springtime, it's nice and warm down there. Chicago, the weather is around 80, 70 degrees. By June, hopefully be in the 90s. But either way, it's inside the United Center. Now the question is here, folks, is with all this drama behind the scene for CM Punk and Ace Steel, I know it's not gonna get the CM Punk returning back from pro wrestling after seven years feel okay that was a different feeling the question is how do fans feel okay hear me out how do you guys feel about punk coming back the second coming allegedly the the debut show name how do you guys feel uh about punk coming back potentially his name is not out not advertised again a potential rumor to show up at the united center on june 17th can they pack out the united center for the second time on the rumor that's the question i'm wondering can they do it for the second time with all the drama going on and hurting hurting business you think about it you know you know talking about brian alvarez from the wrestling observer on instagram you know doing all this all this talk behind the scenes and refusing to come back and you know it's just 
You'd think all this drama is hurt in business for AEW. Do fans, do fans uh, uh, ha have a ha have a second feeling about you know Punk coming back? Do, do they feel excited compared to the first round when CM Punk made his return back after seven years? And that's the interesting question: how much tickets actually will be sold? So. You know, and it's gonna be inter really interesting to see how they're gonna do ticket wise this time around for the debut of Collision. Yes, it's a debut show, a two hour show with MJF, El uh, Andrade El Idolo, Mido, Thunder Rosa, said the marquee names, and the potential CM Punk. Now, the question is again, I will have my own episode on my predictions for Double or Nothing. And if if MJF comes out victorious with the belt around his waist, well, maybe the storyline will pick up since All Out of 2022, CM Punk versus MJF. Maybe at All In, Wembley Stadium. Remember, we have a giant-ass stadium in Wembley. They just sold, okay? What, 70,000 people. They need a marquee name, a marquee headlining show, or maybe save it in for All Out the weekend after at the Sears Center, the Now Arena, wherever you want to call it. So we have to wait and see how that will play out as well. So a lot of variables on how things will play out after Double or Nothing. Maybe things will keep up at uh, Collision. Because remember, Collision was on June 17th. The Wednesday after Collision, which is Dynamite, which is the final Dynamite prior to AEW's uh, uh, Forbidden Door, which is up in Canada and Toronto. So a lot of things could play out between now and then, and we'll see how this story progresses. But the question is right now, if Punk comes back, how will people feel? Well, we get a lot of boos, a lot of mixed reactions, of course. And can they sell out the United Center just like the first time? A lot of questions to remain seen. But tickets go on sale this coming Friday. I'm looking at my calendar here. Uh, the 26th. Pre-sale is on sale right now as I'm recording this podcast and video. So pre-sale is up. I'll We'll check out uh, the tickets to see how they're doing. And then we will truly see how tickets are going when the public on sale goes on sale tomorrow, uh, the 26th. So I'll keep my eyes and tab throughout the workday and see how tickets will go for United Center. So uh, very interesting details. A lot of answers to be untold here, unfold uh, within the next couple of weeks. But uh, I'm excited for the new show, Saturday Night Collision at the United Center. Maybe you'll see my rear end there. All depends on how ticket sales go or how the price is. Um, but I'm very excited for a pro wrestling fan. I'm really, really excited. So there you have it, folks. AEW Collision. Tony Khan has announced at the United Center June the 17th. So I'm going to hit the pause button on YouTube and let's carry on with the podcast. Let's press on forward with the show here. We had a backstage segment of Adam Hangman Page uh, talking about his status between the elite and they're looking forward to beating the crap out of BBC. <laughs> I keep saying that. BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, with club at double or nothing. It's not like a damn golf tournament. All right, so we go back in the ring, and then we have Adam Cole, baby, in the ring with Tony Schiavone. And here we are, the contract signing between Adam Cole and uh, uh, Chris Jericho. So we have Adam Cole come out with Roderick Strong, who's in his wrestling gear already. Okay, and we have Tony Schiavone. Announcing that uh, here we are, we're having a contract signing. And okay, out comes Chris Jericho and his and the uh, JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. They came out. So the first person to sign the contract was Adam Cole. He didn't hesitate to think about what he's about to get himself into. Yeah, this match will be an unsanctioned match. 
as an AEW is not responsible to whatever is going to happen between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole this Sunday on pay-per-view for double or nothing. So Adam Cole signed it, hand over the contract to Jericho and typical Jericho that's a heel, try to stall on the contract. Adam Cole, think about what you're about to sign here. Think twice, because once you sign it, your ass is mine. And that's what Jericho pretty much sums up in his promo. And uh, eventually Jericho signed it. Tony Schiavone was like, okay, the match is official. Now both men are about to get a little bit tense. Sure, sure enough, Jericho's like, I have all my guys behind my back that will support me. Who do you have, Adam Cole? Adam Cole's like, I got Roderick Strong, but I do, I do have a best friend that lives in Las Vegas and I actually called him up and he is here tonight here at Dynamite. And sure enough, the music plays. Out comes Sabu. That's right. ECW hardcore legend Sabu. I was shocked. I'm like, Sabu, I haven't seen him in a while. He came out, got in the ring. And he will be the special enforcer for the unsanctioned match between Jericho and Adam Cole. Now, here's the next question. What's Sabu got to do with this damn match? Seriously. Uh, apparently, Adam Cole called them, but do they have a connection here? What's the story with Sabu being part of this match? I get it if you have Kyle O'Reilly, who's injured, special enforcer, or uh, somebody related to Jericho, but... Where, where does Sabu fit in this story? Again, ask yourself that question. Into the Square Circle Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Fight me. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia had a match after this contract signing. And uh, yeah, I, I somewhat kind of zoned out out of this match. All right, the winner. Yeah, Roddy Strong defeated Daniel Garcia in a one-on-one -on -one expedition match. Okay, let's go to commercial break. <clears throat> Come back from break. And here we go, Dynamite Main Event. That's right, representing the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuda versus the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, which is Ray Phoenix and Penta Zero Miedo. That's right, this is for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. It's a solid match. Uh, between both teams as the match was concluding to the end here folks ray phoenix makes a tag to penta but he's intercepted by claudio castanoli as wheeler Yula rolls him up for a near fall claudio castanoli with assist now launching wheeler Yuta onto phoenix but he only gets a near fall the rough gets distracted by claudio hits a uppercut on Phoenix, but he's able to get a tag by Penta. Claudio Castanoli tries to get into the ring to intercede, but he is cut off by the Young Bucks. Apparently, they've been hiding under the ring the whole time. Well, keep him away from Phoenix and gets the pin and win. So the Lucha Brothers managed to beat Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta. Due to the Young Bucks, who was apparently hiding under the ring the whole time, uh, again, the rough hand or back turn, yet, uh, okay, so let, let's stop here. Let's stop here. This is the ending of Dynamite. Blackpool Combat Club are the heels, the bad guys, and the Young Bucks, they're the baby faces. 
the good people. So why are the good guys, the baby faces, hiding under the ring? Why did they came out under the ring with the backs rough turn away from this event and the young bucks taken out i believe claudio and then they skirmish and run into the crowd that is a heel move right the heels are the ones that chicken away and run from the baby faces that cheat in the match so why are the young bucks being treated like they're heels yet they're the baby faces and that's what happened the young bucks ran into the crowd john moxley cut a a somewhat decent promo no bleeding was required but you have moxley cutting a promo not only trying to you know uh, persuade the pay-per-view the people to buy but he's cutting a baby face promo and the baby faces are the young bucks and they're in a crowd running away should that be the other way around i don't know you guys told me into the square circle podcast on facebook and twitter instagram so here we are at the end of the show so what do you guys think the show's ended do you feel like you want to buy the pay-per-view after watching this do you feel like this is a go home show for the pay-per-view again compared to oranges and apples here folks monday night raw this past monday ended on a hmm what's gonna happen this saturday with the triple h and cody segment got you scratching your head right makes you want to tune in not only to smackdown but tune in to Saturday for Night of Champions. Thus, the ending of Dynamite makes you want to watch Anarchy in the Arena between the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Thus, does this go-home show encourage you to pick up the damn remote, pick up your damn phone, and order the pay-per-view? So keep those questions in mind here, folks. Uh, again, if I gave this go-home show for a double or nothing, a thumbs up or thumbs down, I, I gotta give it in the middle because there there's some spots in the show it gets me excited for this sunday and then there's some stuff where i'm like okay so you end the show with the young bucks running away and they're the baby faces you have all the members of the blackpool combat club sitting in the ring chasing off the young bucks for the again Again, the Blackpool Combat Club, the heels, everybody's out there. But you have the Young Bucks who are the baby faces running away in the crowd. But where's Kenny? Where's Hangman? Where's the rest of the elite? You think when it's the go-home show, you, you, you have some kind of a chaos between both factions building up to the pay-per-view. Now, if I had done this differently myself, again, my personal opinion, if I was the booker, I would have both factions in the ring. You hired Every single security guard that's in Las Vegas at the top of the best security guards that manage boxing, UFC, the casinos, and put them in, be in between both factions. Have chaos. Again, if you're going to have arena, asylum arena, whatever the hell the match is, arena anarchy, the first thing that's coming to you, my mind is anarchy. Everything but the kitchen sink. So why don't you make this ending of dynamite chaos everything but the kitchen sink make me want to pick up my damn remote and order the pay-per-view yet you got the baby faces running away and that's just only half of the elite where's kenny and where's hangman they're just backstage lounging taking backstage interviews that's it so it's just it's the small things encourage me to buy the pay-per-view monday night raw ending encourage me to tune into the Saturday see what the Cody Rhodes outcome will be with Brock Lesnar this dynamite ending didn't encourage me to tune in Sunday it's just like okay Moxley did a decent promo but he's the heel why is he cutting a great promo when 
The Young Bucks be cutting, could be cutting a great promo with Kenny and Hangman next to them. Made me Make me look forward to this match this Sunday. All right, so there's that AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday on TBS. Let me know what you guys think into the Square Circle Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Okay, stay tuned by the time this podcast comes out. Hopefully by the next day, I'll have my predictions and preview a WWE Night of Champions and AEW Double or Nothing, both on the same podcast. See, if you made it this far, you get the inside exclusive look and what upcoming on this programming. Yes, we got Impact Wrestling Under Siege this Friday. Yes, we got NXT Battleground. There's so much to cover, so much to watch, but we're going to get the meat and the matter. WWE, United Champions at AEW, double or nothing. All right, that's the plan. All right, my friends, until next time, I'll see you guys in the prediction episode. <laughs>